Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Professional Book Nerds podcast. I'm just going to, I've given up on numbers, so I'm not even going to try anymore. So there's a lot of them. You can go to our website if you want to see them all, professionalbooknerds.com. Uh, this is Adam. I am not joined by Jill today, but I am joined by two people who have been on the, the podcast, one a little bit more than the other. That's because I've been bad at bringing the other one on. So first off, I'm going to say hello, Maria and Quentin. Hello, both of you. Welcome Hi. back. Uh, so you. Maria is one of our collection development librarians. And Quentin, I, you work with our LexisNexis people, but I don't actually know what your job title is <laughs> anymore. Uh, I, I call myself a product manager, but and according to HR, I'm a product owner. But uh, I do. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a long story. I do yeah. all the LexisNexis things. Let's, let's just leave it at that. Yeah. And for people listening and you don't know what that is, that's uh, a law library that lawyers can use for fancy digital documents and things they can use our service very exciting law books yeah yeah you want to read it if you want to read a seven thousand page volume on patent law that's where you go it's your guy don't turn off the podcast that's not what we're talking about we're not talking about law books no we are not we are not we so (laughs) Quentin and Maria are two of our many science fiction and fantasy fans here at Overdrive. And I know, telling them both before we start recording, I'm aware that everyone just lumps in science fiction and fantasy. I'm also aware that they are not the same, but we're lumping them in together too, because it's going to be good for SEO. So we're (laughs) going to go around and talk about books that we liked recently. And we'll just tell you if it's a science-y book or if it's a magic-y book. And you'll be able to figure it out. So plus, if I put the two of them together, I can make a funny title for the episode. And that just is more fun for me. So we're going to do that. We're going to go a little mini roundtable via Zoom. And we're each going to talk about books that we like that are in either the science fiction world or the fantasy world. Um, I brought you two in because a lot of the books that I have read over the past several months, I've already talked about in the podcast. So I'm going to be doing a lot of facilitating and passing around. Um, So we'll just go on for a while here. And I will start with Maria because you're at the top of my screen right now. So what is your first recommendation? Oh, okay. Now I'm like, do I want to start with fantasy or do I want to start with science fiction? Um, I'm (laughs) I'm going to go with science fiction, actually. Okay. So right before we started recording, Ed and I were talking about how um, a lot of the things that we've been reading fantasy and sci-fi wise or like uh, like almost more like magical realism or like sci-fi that's occurring and like almost I don't want to say the real world but there's not as much like build up as far as like worlds and rules and all those things go and one of the ones that I read that came out I think like fall of 2020 was Hench by um I Natalie Zena Walshots I really hope I pronounced that correctly but it's really cool. It's about like a henchwoman who's basically a temp um, for villains. <laughs> and she does like data entry and stuff like that. It's like the coolest premise ever. But basically she, it, she takes this job and she's like doing this henching for a villain and the superhero comes in and they have a fight and she gets like really seriously hurt by the superhero. And so she gets laid off and because she like can't do her job anymore or whatever, it's a liability. And um, basically her next, um, her next mission while she's kind of laid off is she's like, you know what? 
there's like all these superhero casualties that like no one talks about when superheroes like destroy these buildings and all that right um so she starts doing like data mining to find out like all the casualties and things that have been caused by superheroes and eventually she gets hired by a very powerful villain to kind of like do this work more and more and um, it kind of comes to a head with one of these villains and one of these superheroes it's just a really really clever and um fun read with also like some, some serious stuff as well but I, I really enjoyed it I think it's her debut novel and it was great that sounds delightful yeah it's 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 really good I, I enjoyed it a lot it's uh that's actually on my goodreads to read list oh really um, oh nice it, yeah it is yeah. it is I, it was a good it was a good one yeah that sounds really really lovely i that well lovely is a weird word to say but you know what yeah. i mean yeah yeah <laughs> oh, man i'm adding that to my list right now uh quinn what is your <laughs> <laughs> well see now now i'm a little thrown off because I, I feel like i feel like i should do a, a, a more on the magic side of the fence book um <laughs> So, so I'm going to start because, you know, I, I, yeah, anyway. Um, so I was going to talk about one of the books that I figured it actually came out. The first one actually came out in 2019. And uh, I want to mention it because it's a genre that's brand new. Sorry, sorry. A sub genre that's brand new. Um, that's not, doesn't have a huge audience yet and will always be somewhat niche, but that niche will continue to grow over time. And that is what people are calling lit RPG. I don't know if you guys have heard of that stuff. Um, so basically it's their books about like people. I'm going to oversimplify it a lot. People mm -hmm. being transported their, their, their actual personhood being transported into like a video game or, yeah. or about characters inside a video game um, as real people generally. Um, yeah, I'm not doing the explanation justice, but no, you get no, the, it, like a ready, like a ready player one type of a sort of kind of. So the, the one I was going to mention is, um, I believe it's oh, now I'm going to get I got to make sure I get the title right, mm -hmm. um, which is, I believe, one more last time. Yeah, one more last time. And the reason I read it was specifically the title, because I thought one more last time was kind of kind of fun. Uh, and and the the series is called the good guys and i'm like yep that sounds like something i'd read <laughs> um so uh like on goodreads it's got 4.35 stars which is pretty high on goodreads yeah. out of out of 20 2837 ratings which is why i kind of want to talk about it not a huge audience yet but the book was surprisingly good it's definitely a popcorny fun book mm -hmm. um about a guy that's basically either about I don't want to give too much away, but he's basically either about to die or go to prison. And uh, you don't really know why. And he gets the opportunity for like another chance. And that other chance ends up being him being transported into some sort of video game-esque world where he's got a character sheet that he can look at of himself and, and like, like all kinds of interesting things like that. And video game mechanics apply. Like, yeah, you can die and it might be your last death, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but it might not be and you can and you can you can uh there's penalties of course but uh and and the main caveat in the hook of the book which i found fascinating is it won't be your last death as long as people still find you interesting <laughs> um which is a super oversimplification um but the book's got a lot of humor and uh a surprising amount of depth for the premise uh and i thought it was really really fun um so uh 
yeah, just a, just a kind of a good time uh, w- book that sounds like sci-fi, but definitely isn't. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's definitely fantasy. Um, and it's a, it's a fantasy game world. Yeah. One more last time. The, guy, the author is Eric Ugland. Yeah, that sounds fantabulous. Yeah, that I sounds think. really fun. I, I, uh, I just added it to my to read list and it also sounds like something that my husband would enjoy some probably i just like randomly recommend things to him on goodreads without <laughs> actually speaking to him like he's like working upstairs i'll be like later on today i'll be like oh, i just recommend to do like seven books on goodreads so it's yeah so fun. i mean you'll get you'll probably get more out of it if you've played video games but not necessarily mmos and you don't have to yeah. be like a hardcore gamer to get mm-hmm. it either it's just if you've played That's a few cool. video games like that or even dungeons and dragons or something like it mm-hmm. you would you would get it for sure that's one of the things that I, I think is um, underrated about working at Overdrive is like, yes, part of my job is I co-host a podcast where once, if not twice a week, we do book recommendations. And so people assume that like Jill and I are like, we know every book. <laughs> and the wonderful thing about where we work, and it's one of the reasons I'm very excited to get back into the office, is like I will routinely go over to where Maria sits because she also sits with a few other like Emma and other people who come on the podcast frequently. And we'll just talk about books and like I'll just get like 12 book recommendations. <laughs> and it just is brutal on my TBR list because I'm staring at like 15 books I haven't read yet. But I know for a fact, talking to the two of you, I'm going to walk away with like eight books I haven't read yet that I'm going to now. So it's like a little secret about Overdrive is like, no matter what pocket of our office you go to, you're going to be able to get a book recommendation if you just spend like five minutes talking. Yeah, about it. <laughs> yeah. we have a whole we have a whole channel in Slack, which for those of you that don't know, is like a chat program for work uh, that is just book recommendations. Yeah, Yeah, there's a book recommendation one. And then there's one that Maria's team puts together that I actually frequently use for my job, which is entire lists. And those like ruin, wreck me even worse. Oh, yeah. It'd be like 500 (laughs) books in a collection. Like, well, shoot. Making them is also very difficult because then I'll have like my my list of like my own picks. And then all of a sudden I'm like, how did this become 300 titles? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Um, no. I know. And listen, if people, because this has happened before, listeners of the podcast have started working in Overdrive, go ahead and go to company.overdrive.com. We do have a careers page. If talking about books with friends sounds like a thing you'd like to do. Yeah, because we do get to do that sometimes and it is really great. (laughs) True story. True story. All right. Back to the book recommendations. So I do have a couple that I haven't talked about on the podcast yet. So my first one is The End of Men by Christina Sweeney Baird. Uh, This is... uh, I'm going to call this science fiction, much like Maria, the science fiction I have read is our science fiction because they like take place kind of slightly in the future. And something happened in these books that science reasons hasn't happened yet in our current world. That's why they're science fiction. So this is, but it is technically considered science fiction and a thriller, which I love that you can kind of like, I've noticed the couple of science fiction books I have today. They're also thrillers, so it's very like a convenient way to be like, well, something thrilling happens and because of science. So in this one, literally it's 2025 is when the book takes place. And there's this mysterious virus that starts in uh, Scotland and it only affects men. And there's this doctor who she is reporting on the phenomenon and like everyone basically says that she's crazy, like she's hysterical And they, of course, ignore her. And by the time everyone's like, oh, maybe we should have paid attention to her. It's a global pandemic already and a political one. 
this book was written before our current pandemic. It just happened to be a bit on the nose. So all the victims are men and um, they are all dying all around the world. And so the book is a series of like first person narratives of all the women survivors and what they're going through. There's like a social historian, there's a scientist, um, there's an analyst and they're all trying to build this new society and also still trying to kind of find a cure and they go through not only what it means to not have men in society, but also they get these like personal stories from everyone who like lost husbands and who lost sons and also what happens and changes in the workforce and what about fertility and what does this mean for the structure of a family? Um, it's really, really good. And um, it's just, it's, I don't know, it, it, I couldn't believe, it's one of those books where like, I couldn't believe that it was written before the pandemic and like came out during the, I was like, good God, the timing of this is perfect. So yeah. Um, if you are a fan of uh, Station Eleven or like Chuck Wendig's uh, The Wanderers, uh, The End of Men by Christina Sweeney Barrett is, a, is another good uh, pandemic kind of science fiction. I, again, that's what I'm going to call it. <laughs> um, Maria, what is your next one? Um, all right, I'll go the fantasy route um, and I'm going to recommend a, a series that I guess finished up, I think the last one came out in November, 2020, but this is definitely more your typical fantasy read, but the Poppy War series by RF Kwong um, is, oh good. And I it's also it, on my to read list. Oh, yeah. nice. So um, good. It's, it's so also good. being optioned. I think it got picked up for TV rights, the, which. I don't up. know this for sure, but this just feels like it would be like an Amazon series like I could see yeah. them putting like 300 million dollars into this series yeah because it could be it could be really cool I mean it is well the books are really cool so basically um it's you know kind of historical Asian military political fantasy and before you're like wow that sounds like already too much <laughs> detail to go into I feel like the way that Kwong writes the the world and the the shamanism and the magic and everything is just like it's so ingrained with the action of the story that I didn't feel like there was a lot of setup because sometimes that that's hard for me too I'm like sometimes too impatient of a reader even though I love fantasy I'll be like all right oh my god let's get to something but I didn't feel that way with that but basically just a general overview of the series is Rin is a she's a war orphan she lives in this like rural town in um in an area of kind of like a china-like country i guess um is she's determined to get into this military academy because she wants to just kind of improve her life she's in a really crap situation um and she does succeed and once she's there this great power that she has within herself is is revealed and um it kind of takes her on this whole journey of um, you know, being a part of the military, but then also um, she finds out that she is one of the last people of a specific like um, race of islanders that existed in um, in this country and just kind of learns about this history that she didn't know. And it kind of defines her journey through the, the rest of the books. Um, there's a lot of self-discovery, a lot of political intrigue, a lot of um, backstabbing and betrayal. And it is, it's pretty violent as well. So if you, I feel like if you like 
your fantasy is kind of gritty, I would recommend this as well. But I, I really enjoyed it. It's so good. Yeah. I, and I and the audiobook book. was, I listened to two out of the three, I think, on audio. And the narrator, I can't remember who it was. I'll have to look it up. But, oh, man, it was good. It might have been Emily Wu Zeller, but I, I can't can, uh, It was. Wow. Nice pull. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm actually shocked. It's just because, probably just because I like her in general, but I was just like, I think it was Emily Luzella. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed that trilogy. Yeah, that's delightful. Um, yeah. <laughs> Quinn, what's your next one? And do you know the audiobook narrator off the top of your head? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> sort of. So I was going to mention, I'm going to mention two books because one came out a while ago, but I want to mention it just because it helps me introduce the concepts that I want to talk about, which is, um, one of my favorite parts of science fiction, uh, of good science fiction, is that the, the they're able to a good author is able to blend together like this world of of emerging technologies or or uh, speculative technologies, and uh, explore use that to explore the human condition in ways that are not possible or more difficult uh, in reality as it stands today, right? Um, so like, I really love that like exploration of humanity, uh, which is what really draws me to science fiction and fantasy a lot of the time, is introducing magic or sufficiently advanced technology allows you to do cool things. Mm -hmm. So I want to mention two books, um, but uh, by different people, uh, and one is one is a that kind of gets at the concept. I'll talk more about the newer one. Don't worry. Um, the uh, the uh, uh, one is called uh, Head On by John Scalzi, which is the second book in his series. And I, I mentioned the second book specifically because all throughout the first book, he doesn't specify the gender of the main character, mm. and nobody noticed. Mm -hmm. so like i remember i went to a book talk where he was saying yeah nobody noticed it like one person on a message board one day asked me is is this person male or female and he's like i don't know <laughs> so <laughs> like it was it was really cool and the whole gist of head on is that that there was this virus huh, um that uh attacks <laughs> attacks people and basically immobilizes them and puts them into a waking coma so they're conscious and aware unlike a real, uh, like, a, like a standard coma, which is like more of a dreamlike state, they're conscious and aware and they're thinking, but they're trapped in their own bodies and can't do anything. So they invent a technology that allows them to control basically robots so that they can interact with the physical world. Um, so that's super cool. Uh, and it, it made gender not matter to the main character they, because it just doesn't matter. Uh, so the reason that's fascinating to me is the audiobook is... Uh, is read by Will Wheaton and you can get the same audiobook read by a female narrator that I don't remember the name of right That's now. Um, so that is one. so cool. Also, right, so, I love John Skull. I love hearing John Scalzi talk as well. I just think he's like really fun. Yeah, too. I have to, I was going to talk about the Emperor series too, but, <laughs> oh, nice. um, but uh, at first I want to say the other book that I'm reading right now is I'm, I'm going, I'm finally going through the rest of the expanse. And I think the next one, there's one more that isn't even released, if I recall correctly. But uh, now I'm going to check, so I'm not telling a lie. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, that's that's a great example of a book series. Yeah, there's one that's due to launch this year. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, launch. Good job. I know. <laughs> um, I'll pretend that was intentional. Uh, <laughs> so the. Uh, 
the thing I like about the Expanse series is it's basically literature that with super deep characters and super deep exploration of of the human condition and, and mixed up with fairly hard sci-fi and by hard sci-fi i mean like actually based on science and speculation on what we know today and expanding upon that um which are which is a really cool combination i think they i think james s.a Corey, which is a writing team um balances the the literary aspects the character driven narratives and the character exploration very well with just the cool tech nerd stuff and uh and, and like the technology itself is explored from a uh, character development perspective in that um, space battle, for example, mm-hmm. most movies and stuff have fighters like shooting each other real close together. That's not how it would happen. Um, so in a battle, when, when they describe it in uh, the expanse books, you're talking about distance of millions of miles waiting seven, eight, nine minutes for missiles to, to hit or not. And there's this anticipation and this uh, um, there's this fear because you don't know what's going to happen. And you push that button a long time ago. And if I'm communicating with you about the battle and you're on Earth and I'm, you know, a, you know, 300 light years away it, or, or not light years away, but uh, 300 light minutes away, it takes, you know, over two hours, almost what? I, I should have mathed that before I started speaking, but it takes a while for the, uh, for the, uh, you're, you're talking hours to get an update. So the, the battle is probably over by the time you're getting updates about it. And they, they don't just talk about it in terms of battle. They talk about it, what's happening to the people at, at that time. And it's a really cool exploration of people. Yeah. Um, well, I didn't even think about it that way. That's awesome. I need to be better at doing this. And so I will do it now because I remembered if people want to hear John Scalzi on our podcast, episode 110, you can see that professionalbooknerds.com. <laughs> and I actually interviewed both Daniel Abraham and Ty Frank, who are James S.A. Corey together on Ooh. episode 179. If you guys would like to listen to that way back. In, that was when that was when they interviewed, they were talking about Persepolis Rising, which is the one I'm reading right now. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And actually speaking of past guests on the podcast and talking about the specific, um, the specific, whether a character is male or female or what their gender is. Anne Leckie was on um, episode 139 and she had a book. I'm going to say they actually, she, her pronouns are she and her, but I'm going to say they, because they had a book come out where um, I can't remember if it was Raven Tower or if it was Providence. I think it was Providence, but the character, every time it was the main character was described, like all of the pronouns that was described is like, they would, it would basically just be like an E if I remember correctly. So it didn't say like she mm. or he, it was just like an E with like, I think parentheses around it. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was just a really interesting uh, and basically created a new um, gender. And it was, is it really interesting? So that's, that's another one that's, neither here nor there but those there's three heavy hitters um in the science fiction realm i you mentioned the way you described why you like science fiction is so good that i'm going to steal it for my next book which is the echo wife by sarah gailey because this book uses science fiction and futuristic technology to explore humanity in such a way that the way you said it was perfect and so i'm going to act like that was why i was going to talk about this book. <laughs> 
like we perfectly planned it. Um, the Echo F has gotten a ton of uh, buzz this year uh, and it's for a good reason. It's a domestic thriller that happens to take place in a future where cloning is a technology that is fully being realized. <clears throat> what ends up happening is uh, there is a main character whose name is Evelyn, and I think they go by Evie, if I remember correctly. And Evelyn has a clone named Martine who wants to meet her for a meal one day. And the creepy thing about this clone is that Evelyn's husband left her for the clone of her that he helped create. And then it ends up happening that said ex-husband is found dead and um, both his ex-wife and her clone need to figure out what happened and what they can do to resolve the matter. And it just gets even more banana pants from there. It is such a buck wild plot, um, but it really does look into the questions of what is like, what is a human? What is a clone? What, what separates them? What keep, what put, brings them together? And um, Sarah does a really good job. Uh, their, one of their first books, Magic for Liars, which was their debut, did a really interesting take on fantasy and like magical systems. Uh, they made magical systems that felt very scientific. And in this, they do a really great job of writing about the science of cloning in a way that while it is realistic and how they approach it, it feels approachable from someone like me, who is a scientific idiot who just likes to read websites like io9.com and think I know what I'm reading. In reality, I'm, <laughs> That's about how I am. In, well. in, in reality, I'm just there to see their reviews of a science fiction movie or their science fiction book recommendations for coming. Um, if you so, haven't watched, if you haven't watched uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson rip apart popular science fiction movies, you should. Oh, man. It's it's amazing. <laughs> that is fantastic. Um, I, um, that book is on my to read list, so. I will say, speaking of audiobooks, one of my favorite narrators is Z Sands, X-E Sands is how her name is spelled. And she does this one. Uh, She also did Magic for Liars and a couple other, like she has one of those voices. It's very asmr Like it almost sounds like she's kind of talking quietly into your ear the whole time. Oh, okay. And I appreciate that that's not for everybody because I don't actually love most ASMR videos and things that kind of gives me like that kind of cringy feeling, but her voice is one of the ones where I'm just like, oh, read me a bedtime story. <laughs> like, it's delightful. So, yeah, The Echo Wife is it's a good audiobook. Um, Maria, what's your next one? Oh, my gosh. I'm going to piggyback off both of these things that are happening right now, even though I think I have talked about this series before, so I apologize. Sometimes we do some webinars for librarians, and sometimes I can't remember if I've talked about it on a content webinar or this podcast, but... Um, one other narrator I like and another sci-fi series that I have gotten into um, that I like for kind of the humanity aspect, <laughs> aspect is the Murderbot Diaries series by Martha Wells. So um, I might read and, too. Yeah, yeah. We're going to get along great. I know. Sorry. Oh this is, uh, we're going to continue this conversation after this podcast. Three-hour podcast. <laughs> um, I, I feel like I have a new Slack message thread that's going to be happening. Um, <laughs> I have listened to all of them on audiobook. Um, 
I do know the name of this guy because I've looked up like any other audiobooks he's done, which is like not a ton, which made me sad, but Kevin R. Free narrates the audiobooks for these. And um, the nice thing about most of the Murabat books is that they're also short, which like sometimes is just really nice in audiobook. When I look and it's like three and a half hours long, I'm like, heck yeah. It's an afternoon. Realistic, so doable. Um, <laughs> but I also like, you know, um, if, if you don't know of the Murderbot Diary series, it basically follows this like human bot construct um, in another kind of like planetary universe who has overridden his like control module inside his brain, which is like mostly robot. And he also has like some human matter in it. Um, and so he's kind of gone rogue and is trying to kind of basically figure out like what he wants to do with his life. So he's kind of like having this whole existential crisis but is also like doesn't operate like normal people like or like the humans I should say um on these planets so each book is kind of a a different adventure that he has um either you know working for clients which is kind of what his original job was and then he ends up kind of making friends even though he doesn't really call a lot of them friends of some humans on a specific station called Preservation Station. And um, one of the things that I think is really cool is that the science behind this as well, I like a lot because a lot of it are things that he's doing with his own like computational power inside of him. So some of the like the fights that they have are like all in his head basically because he's gone into another like bots computer system and they're just like duking it out it's very cool but then there's also some like physical like he has an energy weapon you know in his arm sort of uh fights as well so i i kind of i find the action in it very exciting and for me pretty sciencey but i can still follow it which is good i should say like i have a music degree so like my science background is like nil like <laughs> not not existent so um i feel like if i can follow it then like other people could follow it too but they're they're fun he it's all they're also very funny um he has just really great reactions to things that humans do um he berates himself sometimes over things in just like a really funny way so i like that series a lot Uh, yeah yeah you might have mentioned it briefly at some point but that's okay people need to know about them so all right the sixth book sixth book in the series came out at the end of april there you go perfect uh all right quentin what's your next one that maria and i are going to add to our to to be honest (laughs) yeah well i feel like we need to represent some fantasy so i'll go that way um and it wouldn't be me talking on a podcast if I didn't mention Jim Butcher. I knew it. I was like, he's already, I was like, he already got Scalzian, so he's got to talk about yeah. Jim Butcher still. Yeah, uh, yeah. I love both authors. Um, I will say that. So, so Jim Butcher released, I believe it was, I don't remember when, but it was in 2020, toward the end of 2020. Um, he released two books, um, The Jerk, and uh, they. <laughs> One was called Peace Talks and one is Battlegrounds, and they were a continuation of The Dresden Files, which is his most popular series, books 16 and 17, to be specific. Wow. Um, so if you're looking for a heavy, like in terms of length, uh, series to get into, um, it's really quite good. I, I like it a lot. I'm pretty mad at him for the last book uh, for reasons that I can't get into uh, without spoiling them. Uh, I, I also thought his last book, 
he was trying really hard to be epic and i think he got there but it, it also didn't feel as dresdeny as the other books so i'm mad at him for more than just what happened uh um <laughs> but uh uh it's still very good and it's well written and well planned out and well thought out so uh, for those of you guys that don't know, I said guys, but anybody uh, that, that doesn't know, uh, the, uh, the Dresden Files is about a uh, wizard private eye that lives in Chicago, uh, which is strange to pitch uh, as a book. <laughs> um, but, you know, the premise is magic is real. Uh, the, 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 one of the things I like a lot about the book is the magic system in it is uh, super well thought out and kind of scientific. Like he uses basic principles of conservation of energy and whatnot, uh, which uh, although I am an English major um, with, with a writing degree, I am uh, super nerdy. Uh, and super into science. I like to build computers for fun. I, I'm a weird person. Um, <laughs> but the, uh, 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 so I find that kind of stuff fascinating, but also he doesn't get so deep into it that it's boring. Um, it's a good balance. Uh, but it is a it is a lot of reading. Um, he has a couple other series. Uh, Codex Alera is very fantasy uh, oriented and very, very, very good. It's also done. So if you want to read a series from beginning to end, you can do that. Uh, and he started another one that's um, steampunk, um, but I'm not sure where that sits now. The the first book was yeah, is that the Aeronauts Windlass? Yeah, Aeronauts Windlass. Yeah, and uh, it was good, but I don't know. Like I think it's just like that was it. It seemed like it was going to be a series, but I think that's the only one. I remember him being interviewed about it early on, saying it was going to be a series, but I, I wonder. Yeah. If, I wonder if he just got hounded too much by Dresden Files fans to to finish that first. Uh, um, but anyway, yeah, like I said, it wouldn't be me if I didn't bring up Jim Butcher. Yeah. Um, thank thank you for getting that in. <laughs> um, okay, so I want to bring up, speaking of fantasy, that I think I've probably talked about with maybe one of you guys on the podcast before. Um, I The Tales of Pell by Delilah S. Dawson and Kevin Hearn. Maria, I think we might have talked about this. You, before. yeah, you recommended it to me. Um, I don't know if it's on a podcast, but I did, I did listen to the first um, the first audiobook. audiobook. Yeah. yeah, so The Tales of Pell people, and I'll, I'll be brief on this one. It all is, is fantasy, but it's like, it's fantasy for fans of like Monty Python. Um, mm-hmm. It's like what I would imagine a book would be like if the band Tenacious D wrote books, like, um or like another band like that that i very much enjoy is ninja sex party like just like (laughs) very i've been watching a lot of those it's on screen rant the youtube channel the um uh the movie pitches i don't know if you've seen these where it's like this guy talking oh yeah like he's a movie producer and the writer and he's the wonder woman one was excellent oh they're so yeah okay i'll have to look that up (laughs) and they just like it's just one of these things where like i could see them describing this book where they'll be like so there's uh this this chosen one it was once upon a time and then it would cut to the producer like excellent love it love once upon a time then what happens and he's like well for no apparent reason there's gonna be a trash talking goat and then they're gonna be like why is there a trash talking goat he's like for reasons i'm gonna need to get off my back about that don't ask questions (laughs) and like that's just how like there's it's literally these epic very traditional fairy tales in the sense that like there's dragons and there's like a dark lord and there's like a just a random (laughs) necromancer but the (laughs) The next one's name is steve and like (laughs) 
it, it it's just like it's such a it's all of those things and like there's a a specific assassin who's not afraid of the night but is terrified of chickens like there's just like all of these like little perfect it's like um terry pratchetty as well like this yeah. type of a of books and they're just so fun and they're so well written and like you can tell that uh that both authors that delilah Dawson and kevin hearn are like true true fans of fantasy and also like that kind of medieval like knights they're on table type of a story and each of them have really really fantastic names as well so the first one is called kill the farm boy which harkens back to people maybe thinking about princess bride which is great because the second book's name is the princess beard and then there's also (laughs) um the third one is no country for old gnomes like it's just oh sorry that's the second one the second one is no country for old gnomes um, but they're just they're just so fun. And it's just like if you want to listen to a book that is in a fantastical setting, but it's just really, really funny. It's just great stuff. So yeah. The puns kind of, are like the puns in it are just the best. <laughs> yeah, I'm digging the puns. I'm a sucker so for many good puns. Good puns. And the um I'm trying let me find let's see if I can find there's some really great narration in these two. Yeah, um, I was gonna say I listened to Kill the Farm Boy and the narrator was great yeah you know what give me two seconds i'm gonna try and look it up on one of our library websites a good narrator when a book is humorous is key and it can really like i i once read a book like i started reading the book and then i couldn't get into it i started listening to it and it was great and the difference Mm -hmm. was really that narrator um i I don't remember what book it was off the top of my head but that's Uh, happened to me yeah luke daniels (laughs) is the narrator Uh, oh luke daniels is good Daniel's yeah, good. Really great. Yeah. Um, all right. We got time for a few more here. Maria, what's your next one? Oh, sure. I'm, I'm just going to, if it's okay, I'm just going to talk about like a general like fantasy trend that I've noticed. And I, I watched um, a panel of, of authors that were talking about um, fairy tale retellings. And they, I mean, they're always around, but they're like, they just seem to be like really big right now. Um, So one that's like not a total retelling that I did like that I believe I've talked about before. So I'm not going to talk about it in length is Legend Born by Tracy Dion, which has like that Knights of the Round Table sort of thing. That's a YA fantasy novel that's so good. Um, But another one I read that comes out in August, 2021 is Curses by Lish McBride which is another YA fantasy that I think is the start of a series, but it's basically Beauty and the Beast, but like the girl is the beast um, mm. and the boy is like this very handsome kind of like charmer sort of um, guy. And it, it's just, it's just really fun. I'm not going to say too much else about it because I just wanted to point out some of the other ones that I'm just very excited to read that are coming out in the next like couple months. Um, one of the other ones is Wendy Darling by A.C. Wise. It's like a feminist reimagining of what happened to Wendy in the whole Neverland Peter Pan sort of thing. So Wendy went to Neverland. She came back. She becomes a, a woman, a mother. Um, and she kind of has these like really skewed memories of Neverland and, and remembers this like darkness at the heart of the island. And now Peter Pan has come back and he's like going for the next like generation of Wendy for his lost boys. And, and I just, it sounds really cool. If, if you liked, if you read any Madeline Miller, I think that you would probably enjoy this. It's probably going to be a little bit more fantastical than that, but um, kind of has that sort of um, feminist vibe to it. So I'm, I'm excited about that one. 
to jump in if you are looking for another like another type of that uh, a book that just came out i think it was in april is lost in the neverwoods by aiden thomas oh um, nice and that is uh, aiden thomas wrote cemetery boys cemetery. yeah yeah and it's basically been like it's five years after wendy and her brothers go missing <laughs> in these woods and um people in this town start to kind of disappear and they have to figure out what's going on and then there's peter is this like boy that um she kind of thought was only in her stories but kind of peter ends up asking wendy for help to like rescue these missing kids oh, and man. so it's like it's very it's more peter pan adjacent um yeah yeah but what's it called again lost in the never woods by okay. Amy thomas and it has it's one of those ya books where it has a cover where like it would stop you in a bookstore and you'd be yes. like Oof. so love it yeah. love it all right i didn't mean to cut you off were there other ones of those um you- uh well i mean there's probably more i could talk about but um, i will say the other one that i'm looking forward to is for the wolf which is uh, going to be another first in a series but this one's adult by hannah witten it's out june 15th and it's like um the second daughter who is kind of cursed with this magic she's going to be sacrificed to the wolf in the wood because that's just like what happens to this second daughter and the first daughter's like this chosen one of course um i'm a first daughter so i can't relate but um she's almost relieved to go because she thinks like this power that she has is a curse but then she finds out that these legends about the wolf of the woods he's not a wolf he's a man and her magic is like a, a calling to to kind of just like save herself and and save the world really um and it's kind of like the monsters like she doesn't learn how to use it basically the monsters and the gods like they become kind of monsters and they'll like kind of like swallow the world whole she doesn't like get a grip on this power or whatever so it seems like really interesting like very loosely based on little red riding hood but i just think the whole the whole aspect of kind of like going in as like a sacrifice of some sort and then ending up being like the person who you know needs to save save the world it's always mm-hmm. I, it's it's a good premise i, I like it so yeah. that cover is too. definitely red writing oh, and, and that that story great. style is very naomi Novik, like uprooted yes that. uprooted i think that it says that in the blurb it's like for fans of <laughs> uprooted, yeah and uh the oh my god you're right i didn't even look at that <laughs> That's so nice. funny. I was going to say, I pulled it up and I was like, wait, that sounds really familiar. That's really funny. I didn't even nice. look at that. <laughs> um, Quinn, you want to do one more before we get out of here? Since I apparently have a real job meeting after this. Boo. Oh, boo. <laughs> um, well, I said I would talk about John Scalzi again. So I'm going to talk about John Scalzi again. <laughs> um, and he's, uh, well, he wrapped up his series in 2020. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, April in 2020, of 2020. Uh, the interdependency series which is uh, just an actual trilogy uh for once a science fiction writer planned a trilogy and wrote just a trilogy that's wild Um, yeah Yeah. it's crazy right um i really like it though like a lot uh i think will wheaton as the narrator is perfect for this book because uh he does a great um sardonic uh, or and or sarcastic person and the one of the main characters is and it's just it's perfect for him but anyway uh i know a lot of people don't like will wheaton as narrator but for this book i really liked it uh but the uh uh the premise of this book is that the there's been this this great 
galaxy spanning it's a, it's a, this is the third book so it's done uh but there's this great galaxy spanning empire uh called the interdependency and all of the planets have become dependent on one another um by design so like they travel through these these pathways that nobody understands what they are why they're there how they work they just do um seems like a great idea to utilize them uh the uh and uh, each planet specializes in certain things so that all the planets are dependent on one another. And the, the interesting thing about this for John Scalzi is that it's a little bit of a departure for him in that it it's really centered around political intrigue and, and it's kind of a political thriller um, that is centered around this. Uh, uh, the first book's called The Collapsing Empire, so that doesn't give much way to say that, that, that the empire is going to collapse. Uh, so uh and and in this case physically and uh spiritually i guess um so it, it, he focuses more on the political intrigue than he does the science fiction um and, and uh and action and stuff it's all very political thriller which is different for him but he really pulls it off and i i remember he gave a talk that talk i i, I mentioned earlier he talked about writing the main character and how it was really hard for him because she is super foul-mouthed <laughs> and John Scalzi is not and his, his like family is not and he, he doesn't typically write with a lot of, uh, of expletives in his book but like every three words is a swear word from sometimes from from this character and he's like that was really challenging for me and and he told me he, he said in his talk he's like once I once I once I got it it was like a floodgate opened and everything was just uh, and uh, uh so anyway there are some departures and some things in the book that took him out of his comfort zone that he pulled mm -hmm. out so if you're if you're a john scalzi fan i think it's a pretty cool read um and i i really enjoyed the series and i feel like without they don't focus on like spaceships blasting each other apart or um existential alien threats not really um you know so like they they uh so it's like a little bit different uh in that vein too from what's popular in a lot of science fiction um and i'll mention just one honorable mention too in the sci-fi fantasy thing just to sneak it in there there's yeah. this guy uh yatsi kershaw i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right writes a bunch of really goofy books um and we've all had a uh let's call it a challenging year um and he's he's got a series going gone going called uh, uh, Jacques I forget. Um, anyway, the first one's called "We'll Save the Galaxy for Food." And if you want kind of like Monty Python in space, that's mm -hmm. that's kind of the goal. Uh, and there's another series that's similar um, by Barry J. Hutchinson called Space Team. Uh, and the first I've only read the first book, and it was hilarious. Uh, just an example of the kind of humor you'll get. The main character uh, says. He, he he ends up on a space team but he's from earth and he didn't know all this world exists so everything he put everything he encounters that's new he puts space in front of it so he's like he's like this is a space lunch and this is a space jail and like and and uh it drives the other characters nuts and it's pretty funny um didn't, so anyway if you're just looking for that, something didn't they do that in like ant-man when they were just like why do you is everyone just putting quantum in front of everything like, yes. yeah. that, yeah. that was like a running joke that they yeah. did as oh well. that's amazing Oh, so, I've, seen, I've seen this will save the galaxy for food i was like that sounds really familiar i had i think yeah. i put it on my text list it sounds sounds fun i've read a few yahtzee Kershaw books they're they're not like super deep or anything but they are funny 
so if you're looking for something to just laugh, uh, yeah. I recommend them. Oh man, that those sound great. I should have yeah. said this at the beginning of the podcast for everyone listening. All of these books are in our show notes. So I hope you weren't spending the last 45 minutes frantically writing all that down. I say it at the beginning of most episodes, but I also forget. So they're all in there. Sorry for not saying it ahead of time, but um, we haven't done a ton of these lately. So if you like it, shoot us an email or a you know a tweet or something and say, we want more of those genre ones where you mash two genres together that are always <laughs> together. Maybe we'll do rom-com. We'll do romance and comedy. It'll be quirky. Oh. You won't believe the meat cutes in our next podcast. Um, you won't believe the meat cutes. I love it. Oh, man. Uh, uh, well, Quentin, Maria, thank you for joining me today. You two, you're the best. Thank you. This was fun. Always a pleasure. It's Absolutely. a good time. And I hope you all enjoyed this episode of the Professional Book Nerds podcast. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com, and our library friends can purchase these titles in Marketplace. Professional Book Nerds is proud to be an Evergreen Podcast signature program. To learn about other Evergreen podcasts, visit evergreenpodcasts.com. Our podcast is produced, recorded, and edited by Adam Sokol and Jill Grunewald and presented by Overdrive. For more information, visit professionalbooknerds.com. Science! 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 Hello, podcast fans. Want to get weird with us? Come check out the Mad Scientist podcast. We are a weekly show that looks at the history, philosophy, and hard facts behind your biggest paranormal questions. Did the government really pay for a psychic spy program? Yes. Is it true that surgery got its start in grave robbing? Yes. Can a roller coaster really kill you? Legally, we can't say so for sure, but sometimes... Yes! Join myself, Chris Cogswell, and my co-host, Marie Mayhew, as we examine the science, philosophy, and history behind the strange and unusual. All to discover what's possible and plausible versus what's, well, just made up. Check us out wherever you find your favorite podcasts. The Mad Scientist Podcast.